0: Welcome to Orange County's Longest Running Business Talk Show and I am your host Rick Franzi. We have an exciting show planned for you today. Why do you ask? Because Rocky Forattan, who is the CEO of Lender Homepage is our guest. Rocky, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for having me. Glad uh, to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. So you've been in business for 19 years. What was your original motivation to start this business?
1: Well, my original motivation Rick, uh, comes from when I actually got my first job. Uh, when I got my first job back in 1984, or I was it 85 or 84 or 85, I got into the software business and I loved what I was doing. And I saw the executives at my company and I was intrigued by, uh, their positions and their influence that they had in the direction of the software and how engaging their conversations were. And I started having this feeling saying, Hey, I really want to have a company of my own, a real uh, software company where I rub elbows with smart people. And, but actually I'm in the center of it. I don't want to be just a player. I want to kind of, so I had this dream and I kind of carried it along with me and I had a lot of, um, uh, business ideas or software ideas along the way, but I never actually implemented any of it. I kept saying, this will be a great software. This would be a great idea. We should make an application like that. And I would run it by my friends and people would just say, just do it. And I, I would never do it. Never had the courage to actually do it because in corporate world, as you know, they pay you just enough. They pay you just enough to keep you happy and not take that extra risk, and I—I I was one of those people that didn't take that extra risk. But eventually, when I finally got laid off from my last job, hmm. you know, I talked to my wife. I said, "I've been—I've really been wanting to do go on my own." And um, thankfully, she was uh, employed, and she could kind of—we didn't have any kids, so she said, "Go for it!" <laughs> and I went for it, and here we are, about twenty years later. It's is- right.
0: That's such an important aspect for entrepreneurs to understand that, um, I think it's a best practice. You might say it's common sense, but to engage your significant other in this major life-changing decision and making sure that they're up for the risk as well. Right, Rocky, because giving up a paycheck to start a business, that's a big financial decision as well. Yeah, absolutely. I was actually very employable
1: when I got, uh, uh, When I got laid off, you know, I was at kind of top of my game. The reason that I got laid off was that uh, the whole internet bubble burst had happened. A lot of companies went out of business. I was working for a company that was trying to do voiceover IP, which was all done in Asia. And so, uh, it was just, it was not me per se. And so it was a big, it was a big leap of faith for my wife. And I said, Hey, if I don't do it now, if I find my next gig, it's going to be another five years. Let me go for it now while we don't have kids. And she said, yeah, go for it. So that's what I did.
0: So how long did it take you after you started the business to really believe you had hit on a business model that was going to thrive and be successful?
1: Well, so that's interesting because the business model itself came first. I, I kind of stumbled into uh, making some websites for uh, uh, some mortgage guys. Uh, I, I, was brought in with my, uh, my, my brother-in-law took me to this. He used to do promotional, uh, products and he says, Hey, I'm, I'm selling promotional products to this, uh, mortgage guy. And this was the top of the mortgage, uh, uh, uprise in the 2002, 2003 timeframe. right Right before the meltdown where the the (laughs) rise before the fall (laughs) So, so he said you should come and talk to this guy and make him a website and i said okay i went and talked with him and he was a wholesale mortgage guy so he said i need a wholesale website and i said great i can put that together as i was doing the research on what kind of content i should put on there i ran into these companies that um uh we're doing turnkey mortgage websites but for loan officers or for Mm -hmm. uh mortgage brokers smaller brokers and they had a kind of a software as a service business model fifty dollars a month i go what fifty thousand a month forever i like that and uh so the business model like you said i said the business this is a great business model all i have to do is make something better Make the designs better, make it run faster, make it you know work well. Mm-hmm. And these guys will all come to me, and that's kind of what I set out to do. I said, let's make this thing really work well and give them a lot of options on their templates and stuff. But when when uh, where the business really took off is when I started ranking for Google, when I started ranking for certain keywords in my business, like uh mortgage websites or mortgage website templates or something like that Uh, we started ranking number one uh -hmm. and then that just brought a lot of inbound business to us and we started just getting more and more business and we started just supporting ourselves and it just became really good
0: so let's talk about what your firm does what is it that you're today here in this day and age you're offering to your clients
1: so what we offer our clients, we, uh, help loan officers and mortgage brokers, and even lenders of much larger size, uh, better connect with the borrowers, uh, on an omni-channel in an omni-channel way. For example, we provide turnkey websites, uh, mobile apps in the Android and iOS stores and a point of sale software. So basic and now social media, Mm -hmm. automatic social media posting for them. So basically we let the mortgage guys do what they do best, which is do mortgages and anything that they do, they need to do in the digital realm. We try to bring under one roof on their lender homepage and provide ready to go templates and or customized uh, designs Mm -hmm. of the app or the website or the social media and all of that for them. So basically we, we get them to do their job and we are all in one solution for all their digital marketing needs.
0: So I I think it's a best practice. So here's a second best practice already, uh, about eight minutes into the show with Rocky on entrepreneurial best practices and identifying a niche is really powerful. And and I'm wondering uh, from your perspective, Can you give us sort of the pros and cons from an entrepreneur's perspective of being so focused in a in a specific industry, Rocky?
1: You know, I can't uh, I can't emphasize that enough, Rick. I I cannot emphasize that enough back in when I was dreaming about being an entrepreneur. uh, I read a book called Crossing the Chasm by Mm -hmm. Jeffrey. More, mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've read it. He talks about the D-Day, Normandy, where they put all of the Allies' forces into one little island in France. And they said, if we can't win this particular beachfront, we're not going to win the war. Mm-hmm. So we have to start very, very focused. And with all of what we have, all of what we got, we go and get this beachhead, and then we can march on to the rest of it. And that stick to me and to this day, anytime that somebody talks about, you know, a new product idea or something about uh, a new service or a new way of uh, business model. And I run it against that test. And I said, does it help our overall mission and vision and our customer base? And if it doesn't, we throw it away. We throw it away because we, you know, we have to, the, there's been just so much development and so much businesses uh, coming around different niches so for you to try to be a very horizontal play it's not going to be like you said it's not going to be the best practice because someone is going to be hyper focused on your customers and your customers are you know definitely going to be listening to that voice rather than you that deals with you know coffee makers and mortgage guys it just doesn't work like that
0: yeah I mean there's no there's no substitute for deep experience when you're talking with a prospect about their problems and identifying how you can help them and I think that is part of the power for an for being in a niche is the deep relationships you can build with your clients that are transferable really easily to other prospects in the same business space that's
1: exactly right you basically uh grow vertically first to make sure that you go deep into the way that they think their pain points and how to address those pain points and once you resolve that if you have really saturated the market or if you really you know the you know something that is a natural progression to another vertical then you make those moves but uh i would highly recommend in specializing finding the right niche that you can you can be the authority in authority of the voice
0: right because sometimes entrepreneurs early stage entrepreneurs they're like well i don't want to be confined by only being in a niche and that may not allow me to grow for my aspirations i'm like you just said what i would say to them which is there's always an adjacent industry that you can figure out how to go into once you've mastered one industry it's hard to boil the ocean if you're a early stage entrepreneur trying to offer it jack of all trades and a master now you know over these Many years, Rocky. I'm sure there have been ups and downs of the industry, the kind of your firm probably trails that somewhat. I'm wondering, was there ever a time when you were really concerned because of external factors that your firm may become at risk? Yeah, twice. Actually,
1: three times, but then the third times uh, turned out to be a false positive. The first time was, if you remember the 2008 melt. <laughs> real <real-time> market.
0: <laughs> Let me think back. Oh, yeah, I do remember it. Yeah, sure.
1: You know, I went out and bought a Mercedes, you know. Mm-hmm. I went and bought a Mercedes because things were were going so good. I went and bought a Mercedes and stuff, and I saw some of my customers saying, hey, uh New Century just went out of business. I go, ah, it's just a, another lender. They said, then they started talking about countrywide going out. Why countrywide? I do... And then I didn't... I was too naive at the time to know what was coming down in terms of the tsunami. And then when it all started going down and, uh, the entire meltdown and the bailout, we saw about 60% of our customers exit the business altogether. Wow! So we had 60% of our business just went away and I, you know, the phones were not ringing and if they were ringing, there were calls of cancellation, They're <laughs> just calling, Hey, cancel my subscription, you know? Right, and I would show up under my table like, oh, "Who's going to call me today?" And they kept calling, and it was pretty bad. But you know, being that we're an agile company, and you know, we really have a the way to, to survive, we we pivoted really quickly. We pivoted really quickly, and we got into the other end of the market. So instead of doing mortgages, we started helping doing loan uh, people doing loan modifications mm-hmm. and debt settlements. So we got we be, we became into that part and helping people find foreclosures and that, that kind of stuff. And by that time I had st- stood up a brand new site called Lender411, which was a consumer facing site and it wasn't a, um, B2B site. So with Lender411, we, uh, uh, we started doing, uh, like lead generation on mortgages and so forth. So just about 2010, 2011, the mortgage rates were dropped enough by the government so that they can spur up some more activity in the real estate. And it started happening, and we benefited from that greatly uh through our Lender 411 site. Mm-hmm. And it was great. So I was making, I said, whoosh, I dodged that bullet. I was so happy. I was I was like really happy. And then came 2013, my second near-death experience. Because in 2013, we built this empire. Uh, in Lender 411 with organic search traffic and we're getting so much search. All of a sudden, Google changed their algorithms. So the Penguin 2 algorithm came out and all of the keywords that I was ranking number one for, they went to page seven, page nine, page 10. So we went from like making so much money on a daily basis from clicks and uh, lead gen. We became that like really in hundreds of dollars instead of tens of thousands of dollars. So that was the second time, oh my God. So then we re-pivoted again from consumer facing to uh, B2B and software as a service. Uh, And then the last one, which was this COVID thing, we thought it's gonna be also a kiss of death, but it actually turned out to be a very positive thing for us as an industry with mortgage and real estate. So
0: so that one was positive. Sorry, that, that, that is such a story of um, uh, what an entrepreneur faces, isn't it, Rocky? You can have a very successful business and business model, and something external can happen, and it causes you to have to re engage and, to your words, pivot and find where is opportunity. Still for me with what I can do in the market.
1: That's right. That's right. So I passed the entrepreneurship test three
0: times. (laughs) (laughs) Your industry is in an interesting time right now. It is. I'm wondering from your perspective, someone who's working with quite a few companies, some of the best in a breed in your industry, what do you think? What advice can you give us on the outside who are looking at your industry, maybe from a consumer perspective rather than from an entrepreneur's perspective?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was listening to a uh, to an interview with one of the top loan officers and he was saying that, look, we are entering a recession. There's no doubt about it. Everything is cooling off. Companies like Google, Facebook, um, Zillow, everybody, they are announcing cautious uh, warnings out there that their revenues are going to be down, some to the extent of 30%, 20 30%. Facebook will have the first quarter that they will have negative growth. Uh, Google is not hiring as fast or stopped, has a freeze on hiring, or maybe even letting some people go. Some banks are letting a lot of people go because of the rising interest rates, the rise of uh, uh, cost of borrowing and uh, the whole inflation thing intertwined with that. But as it pertains to housing, there has never been a recession during which housing has been uh, negatively impacted other than this last one and this last one which was in 20, 2008 was caused by housing so housing and having a home and buying a home uh, is actually a very simple way to protect your money especially uh, because rent is going up in this Mm -hmm. inflationary so renting is not the answer also if you already have a primary home to buy another secondary or a uh, investment property with the advent of airbnb and uh, vrbo and it's a lot easier to monetize those properties so in a way even though the initial shock is oh this is going to be another 2008 this is the this is not a 2008 situation this is not because of the lack of regulations or too many bad mortgages and stuff. This is just because the Fed is raising the interest rates to control inflation, and there has been a very big run-up in property values. So once the property values do come down, right now, everyone is holding to See where it kind of bottoms out in the new normal, right? right? right. Everyone is falling out of contract. Uh, but uh, uh, once that stabilizes, I think that... Um, we will have, um, it won't be a, uh, a gangbuster, um, uh, uh, period for us, but we'll get back to normal, which in my, uh, uh, world means all of the mortgage brokers and loan officers will need to get back to basics, revisit and audit their, um, website, their digital mm-hmm. presence, their mobile app, their application, how they, they connect with realtors, how they connect with borrowers. So to me, it's actually an opportunity. Uh, to me, it's an opportunity for companies like us to kind of raise up to the top, uh, where some of the bigger companies or venture-backed companies will go into the fear mode. Mm-hmm. Us being still agile enough, will have an opportunity to go out there and get our own share. So I'm actually excited about it.
0: That that's interesting because uh, you know there's a lot of press about how high interest rates are now for buying a home, but if you've been, well, if you If you if you're if you've been in the market for a while, you recognize we're still at historically low, relatively speaking, interest rates, given what used to be thought of as a good mortgage. If you could get a single digit mortgage not that long ago, you were really doing something special, let alone as low as they were for a while. So that's interesting perspective. And I agree with you. Entrepreneurs can pivot faster than large organizations that have layers of decision makers, many times not really focused on the needs of the customer and the marketplace. So congratulations for you, for your attitude. Where, where do you go, Rocky, to gain access to other entrepreneurs who have insights and experiences that you can then help you to grow and kind of expand your business? Well,
1: there's a talk show called the Critical Mass talk show that I watched. <laughs> thank you no uh i actually i'm gonna start doing that i'm gonna start doing that because i think that uh, uh you really bring a lot of great uh, you really uh take out a lot of great insights from from entrepreneurs which i could use but i'm actually a member of a ceo peer group we meet mm-hmm. once a month and that's precisely where we uh you know Uh, We discuss what we see in the market and we actually process each other's issues. Like if I have an issue with go-to-market, or I have an issue with my pricing, or even some personnel issues, we just run it and process it via the whole 12 or 14-man team. And uh, I get a lot of value out of that. And I also try to either do Audible or books that are trending and uh, the latest and greatest uh, business news. So I try to do as many podcasts and audibles as I can, as well as my uh, CEO, CEO peer group.
0: Fantastic. Well, let's talk about tomorrow, Rocky. You know, entrepreneurs, you always have a big, bright vision for the future. What's your vision for your firm in the future?
1: Well, so we we actually just finished our, uh, our um, uh, coming up with our company values uh, mm-hmm. exercise. And we started from the ground up we this is one of the things that i borrowed from my ceo peer group is we instead of just saying here these are our company values we went from the bottoms up and we had multiple sessions with everyone on the team on zoom and in person and found out what makes them tick and put them all into the same bucket and uh you know try to come up with individual values out of what everyone shared and we have our values and one of them is growth and so I am a big believer that unless you are continuing to grow, you're just gonna burn out and uh, and go to the wayside and just not have the, the the passion that you used to. So, and growth doesn't mean always new subscribers, more subscribers. Or growth means uh, you know to be better than you were yesterday. To us, it means to be better than. I'm still having a lot of fun. I've just basically begun. I mean, we have just organized we've just put our leadership team together because this used to be a lifestyle business for me where i was like a uh uh, there's a book that i read that says a genius with a thousand helpers that's the expression as opposed to uh, a, a cohesive team a whole leadership team that you're just facilitating i've just transitioned from micromanaging everybody and trying to tell people what to do to little by little becoming one that relies on the leadership team and i work on the business rather than in the business so i'm really enjoying myself and i'm really seeing our uh, team thriving and you know you know hitting this market challenge head-on so i'm loving it uh for us we have actually to get down double click and get down a little bit deeper we're trying to grow in our mid-market space we're trying to, uh, we have some great integrations with some of these loan origination systems, which opens the door up for us for a lot of the mid-market mortgage companies, which we did not have as prospects before because of our product uh, limitation. So that's gonna be a great growth area for us. And we're gonna win a lot of it from our competitors who are maybe sleep at the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. We're, gonna, we're gonna win a lot of those. And then on the small to medium size, like individual loan officers, small brokers in them, we just added, as I said, our social media product. So we're gonna add more marketing and more availability on the internet to to uh, to our value, to our product bundles. And I think those are gonna be the two growth areas for us. So we think the business is actually slated for a pretty good growth uh, in the upcoming 12 months.
0: So it's exciting to hear after Close to 20 years in this, the passion and enthusiasm you have for what you're doing is still at a fever level. And that's fantastic. I think that's, again, one of the secondary benefits of creating a business and being an entrepreneur is the the fact that the longevity for its motivation can be quite high. If someone would like to connect with you or learn more about the firm, where do you say they go, Rocky.
1: I'm always on email. According to my watch, too. Uh, according to my wife, too much on email. <laughs> but uh, Rocky at lenderhomepage.com, uh, R-O-C-K-Y, Rocky at lenderhomepage.com would be a great place to start. That's probably the best place to start because then I can, you know, my phone numbers and everything is in my email signature. When I send the email back, we can connect on phone or get on a, a Zoom call. If there's anything that I could do to help another uh, young guy get into entrepreneurship or if there are questions that I can answer about our business or partnerships or whatever, I am really looking forward to it to uh, to connect with more like-minded people.
0: Well, thank you for your time today. I've appreciated it. And I've so enjoyed our time together.
1: Same Rick. I appreciate you inviting me and Haley, uh, your producer. She's great and very diligent and I appreciate you both. And I hope that we can uh, talk again soon.
0: Sure. I'd like to thank the audience for being a part of Orange County's longest-running business talk show. Rocky's episode was episode number 1,381 in our catalog. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you'd like to tell your story the way Rocky just did, then connect with me on LinkedIn uh, or my website. They're both the same, Rick, R-I-C, Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I dot com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction.